0: praise a little higher tonight somebody ought to lift your voice a little higher tonight somebody ought to lift your hands a little bit higher tonight somebody ought to jump a little higher tonight come on I dare you to take about 30 seconds uh, and just praise him uh, a little bit higher for where I'm going uh, I've got to do it higher tonight Hey, I wish I had a few people in the building that were convinced tonight uh, that God is elevating you. uh. Give me some Bible. Thank you for asking. uh. My Bible said uh, that I'm the head and I'm not the tail. That I'm above. That's higher. uh, And I'm not beneath that I'm the lender and I'm not the borrower. Somebody that believes that tonight uh, shout higher tonight. Shout higher tonight. Woo! Oh, clap your hands one more time and give him praise. Glory! Woo! Has anybody lived for God long enough to realize that you can't base your praise and worship off of your circumstances? Anybody figured out that life has its ups and life has its downs? And if I come to the house of God and give him praise... Based on how good my day was uh, or how bad of a day I think that I had, uh, then I'll be inconsistent uh, in my praise to a consistent God. Because he's never failed me, uh, and he's never let me down, uh, and he's never come on. Do I got a witness in the building? Uh, He's the rock of the ages. And so if I serve a God uh, that's never let me down uh, and he's never failed me uh, and he's never lost the battle, uh, then it doesn't matter how my day went. Uh, He's worthy uh, of my best. I dare somebody that's tired to lift your voice uh, and praise him right now. Come on, I refuse To give eight hours to my employer uh, and then come and sit on a pew uh, like God ain't ever done nothing. The devil is a liar. I came to give him uh, my best praise. I came to give him uh, my best worship. Uh, Come on, somebody take a moment. Me. When I think about Venus how it stays definitely free Psalm 150, if you need a good excuse tonight not to praise him, Psalm 150 gives you an excuse. Number one, it says to praise him according to his excellent greatness. If God's been great to you, lift your hands. Your praise ought to be to the same level of his greatness. If he's a great God, he deserves great praise. But if you need an excuse, maybe he hasn't been good to you. Therefore, you're not going to give him praise according to greatness. Then it says to praise him. For his mighty acts is there anybody that's ever experienced the mighty acts of God in your life <laughs> if you need an excuse tonight and he's never performed a mighty act in your life then, then, then just remain calm and the final thing that the word of the Lord says in Psalm 150 is let everything that half-breath. I don't see anybody in the building uh, being carried out in a gurney tonight. Uh, I'm not preaching anybody's funeral uh, in this service. Uh, That means that everything uh, up under the sound of my voice, uh, you've got a reason uh, to give God uh, a praise. Somebody shout yeah! Somebody give him a praise in this place. Come on, you wanna praise him? You wanna praise him? You You wanna praise? I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. relax I can do that in my easy chair I didn't come to sleep I can do it in my bed tonight but baby this is the house of worship just in case you're wondering Psalm 50 tells us where to praise him praise him in his sanctuary this is appropriate activity for the sanctuary of God tonight one more time clap your hands and give him a great praise hallelujah glory 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 Glory, glory, glory. Ooh. Is that Brother Bennett up there? Brother Bennett's in the house of the Lord tonight giving God the praise. I think we ought to take about five minutes and make up for lost time tonight and give God our best praise in this house. Come on, somebody shout. Somebody shout. Yeah, yeah. Lord says that the dead praise not the Lord. Sometimes I give God the praise just so the devil knows I'm still alive. You tried to afflict me with sickness, uh, but devil I'm here tonight giving God the You tried to afflict me with disease, uh, but I'm here giving God the praise just a good trick. Able to mess around and lose the service tonight. High five about six people on the way to your seat. Tell them God's in the building tonight. Woo-wee. If you're you're streaming online with us right now, all I got to say is you should have been here. If you're streaming online right now, all I got to say is you should have been here. you're in Fort Myers, you ought to jump in your car right now. Right now. And get to the house of the Lord. There's something special taking place in this house. Amen. Anybody grateful to be here tonight? Come on. Is anybody grateful? Are you more grateful to be here than they are to be at the baseball games? I can't hear you. Uh, Are you more grateful to be here uh, than they are to be at the basketball tournament? Come on, those teams have... There's not one NBA star uh, that's ever done anything for me. Uh, There's not one professional sports person uh, that ever healed me, uh, that ever brought me out, uh, that ever gave me joy. uh. Hey, God wants to know, uh, do you love me uh, as much as they love their God? My well go ahead you might as well go ahead you might as come on if he made a way if he brought you through if he brought you over you ought to just turn loose for a few moments tonight and give God your best praise in this house on a treadmill to lose weight and you come to church and sit in the pew uh, and just bobble your head around. Uh, Baby, uh, your body is the temple uh, of the Holy Ghost. You were created to give God the praise. Let's not worship the creation more than the creator. If you ran on a machine uh, to get your body in Baby, you ought to run the aisles tonight. I wouldn't leave this house without running the aisles. If you were exercising this week, I wouldn't leave the house without giving God some praise. Somebody said, I got a membership to Gold's Gym. Well, I got a membership to God's Gym. And the benefits are incomparable. You ought to see the results uh, of our exercise program. You ought to see the results uh, of what happens in here on one more time, lift your voice and give God a, a great praise in this house tonight. Yes! Whoa! back at you. Anybody ready to have some church tonight? Y'all acting crazy up in here. How many of you were blessed by VBS takeover on Sunday? Come on, give a great big shout for Pastor and Sister Hammond and the entire Kids Zone staff, all of the volunteers that made Sunday so spectacular. Come on, let's show them some love tonight. It was absolutely first class all week last week. And they did an amazing job. I believe they already have the theme picked out for next year. Did I hear that right? So I'm looking forward to that already. And uh, what an amazing job they did. Absolutely incredible. I thank God for the spirit of excellence in this church. How many of you thank God for that? Amen, amen. You you can, you can be seated for just a couple of moments. When the Holy Ghost finished on Sunday morning around here, Matthew was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of his sins. And when we finished baptizing Matthew, Clarence was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of his sins. came out of the water speaking in other tongues as God filled him with the Holy Ghost and uh, we had a great time we had a wonderful wonderful time I want to encourage everybody next Sunday is going to be a blast we're going to have church here Sunday morning as usual 11 o'clock and then church Sunday night tell your neighbor Sunday night it's going to be casual night it's going to be casual night we invite you to dress casual but godly Not like, never mind. But we're going to come Sunday night dress so that when we dismiss service, you can have a great time of fellowship outdoors in the back. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Bring bring your comfortable chairs with you. Bring your lawn chairs and uh, whatever you got. We're going to provide some great food. Uh, if, If you got something special you need, you might sneak it in your bag over here. We're going to have fireworks. It's going to be a great, great time. We're going to hang out, light fireworks, eat food, and celebrate our spiritual pastors for laws, our spiritual freedom, and our citizenship in the greatest country on the planet. And it's going to be a wonderful time. We want you to come. Please don't forget the meeting this Saturday. Is it from 6 to 7? Was that right? From 6 to the seven this Saturday, we are calling all hands on deck for Impact International Youth Conference. How many of you were here last year? My goodness. And if you thought last year was big, it's gonna be that much bigger this year. Amen. And we need all the help we can get. And so mark it on your calendars this Saturday. There'll probably be some emails and texts that maybe go out. Uh, From 6 to 7, we really could use your help. It's going to be a great, great time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Go with me to the book of Acts tonight. We're going to go to the book of Acts. I feel inspired by VBS. (laughs) Amen. Stand with me for the reading of the word of the Lord. Amen. Acts chapter number 2 is where I want to invite you to read the Word of the Lord with me. This is a very obscure portion of Scripture that many of you are probably not familiar with. And uh, I'd like to rehearse it in your hearing, beginning at verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting And there appeared unto them cloven tongues uh, like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. uh, And began to speak with other tongues uh, as the Spirit gave them uh, utterance. And for a few moments tonight, I simply want to preach from one of the most powerful words in the English language tonight together together somebody shout together turn around and high-five your neighbor tell them together now high-five two or three other people standing by you tell them together 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 come on tell them together 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 Together, shout it until something wells up inside of you. Together, together, together. Woo! Clap your hands one more time and give God a great praise tonight. You may be seated. I'm not going to build a long foundation, so I'm just gonna start preaching right off the bat. Are you with me? Are you ready to go tonight? How many of you understand and know that the book of Acts has not been completely written yet? How many of you understand that with every single day that passes, uh, that the book of Acts uh, is still being written uh, today, uh, that the Acts of the New Testament church uh, are still being archived uh, in the annals of history, uh, and is there anybody that's excited tonight uh, to be a part uh, of a book uh, of Acts church tonight? I thought I'd have more than a hundred of y'all. I said, How many are excited to be a part of a one God apostolic tongue talking, holy rolling, devil chasing, scripture quoting, prayer meeting having, church of the living God? There is a revival that continues in our world today, and I am thankful to be a part of the church. I'm thankful to be in the middle of something uh, that has the hand of God upon it. Uh, I'm thankful to be a part of a church uh, that Jesus testified and said uh, that the gates of hell uh, would not prevail against it. Uh, I'm glad to be a part uh, of a church that has authority. Uh, I'm glad to be a part uh, of a church that's alive, uh, not a dead church, uh, not oh, I wish I had a witness in the building, uh, not the chosen and frozen uh, not the first church uh, of the refrigerator uh, but I'm part uh, of a church uh, that John said he shall uh, baptize you uh, with Holy Ghost uh, and with oh, some of y'all need to get that fire warmed up tonight uh. Come on, some of y'all need to stoke the flames uh, of that fire of the Holy Ghost uh, until you act like a new convert again tonight. Uh, some of us need to shake ourselves uh, from the lethargy uh, and the opposition of the world uh, until we learn how to come in here uh, on a Tuesday night uh, like we just got the Holy Ghost, uh, like we just got baptized, uh, like we just heard uh, about the oneness of God uh, for the first time Come on, some of y'all sitting on me tonight. uh, I'm going to preach until that spirit gets up off of you tonight. uh, I'm going to preach until everything uh, in this building starts to move tonight. I'm just going to stop here and preach for a minute. We need to get out of our Baptist ideology when it comes to preaching with the preacher. If I started preaching like some of y'all get with the preaching, you'd quit coming to this church. And then you'd say, I don't want to go where the preacher's dead. It's boring. Well, I'm going to flip it on you. It's boring preaching to dead folks in the pew. Two can play that game. I don't like preaching to dead people. I don't like preaching to a dead church. So if I'm going to get up here and get anointed, uh, you need to get up out of your pew and get anointed. Come on, somebody. Uh, This isn't a spectator sport. Uh, I'm not here to entertain you. Uh, I'm not a Hollywood movie star. Uh, Come on, I came to have church, uh, and there's something that happens uh, when God's people get involved uh, in the preaching of the word of God. come on I feel that nasty spirit uh, the more I preach like this uh, something you said I bet I ain't gonna get up now uh, I bet you I ain't gonna. the devil is a liar brother uh, the devil is a liar sister uh, you ought to cast off those chains uh, you ought to shuck that spirit uh, that's on you tonight uh, the Bible said where the spirit of the Lord is uh, there is uh, liberty uh, liberty to lift your hands uh, liberty to dance uh, liberty to run the I'll go find me another church to preach at I ain't preaching in no dead church I'll close my Bible and go do something more exciting like tiddlywinks I didn't spend all day praying and reading my Bible and getting in the Holy Ghost to come and mess around like we're at a funeral I came to have church And I came to have church uh, together. I said I came to have church uh, together. We're better together, Brother Desmond. Uh, We're stronger together. Uh, We're more anointed together. Uh, Something special happens uh, when we do it. Thank you very much. Uh, When we do it together. Some of y'all ought to get so radical, you ought to mess up the pew you sit in every service. Woo! You ought to just run back and forth. Woo! Until all the dead people got to sit somewhere else. Till pretty soon there's no more pews where dead people can. That's not a gurney you're sitting on tonight. God's church is alive. God's church is full of power. The apostle Paul said, "I didn't come uh, with enticing words of men's wisdom, but he said I came in demonstration uh, of the power uh, of the Holy Ghost." Uh, there ought to be a demonstration of the Holy Ghost uh, in our church services. Uh, then. Not just in the preaching. There ought to be a demo. You're just as anointed as the preacher is. I'm anointed to preach. You're anointed to receive the word. There ought to be a demonstration in the pulpit and in the pew. Come on, some of you got to get the revelation that there's people in this building that God brought in here and they're sitting on your pew and sitting next to you and they need deliverance. They don't need somebody to example to them that church is a place that we sit and look at everybody do what they do. They need to find a church that's involved in what God is doing. The birth of the book of Acts, church, was marked by this text in Acts chapter 1. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. I promise you there's been services uh, that the Holy Ghost was moving so powerfully uh, that it felt like a wind was blowing uh, over the house. Uh, felt like there was a tornado, a hurricane uh, blowing inside the building. And the Bible said it filled just the first three rows. See, some of y'all treat church like SeaWorld. I'm not gonna sit in the splash zone. And as long as I'm four or more pews back, that means I could sit here and watch while the rest of the church. Come on, somebody. It filled all the house where they were sitting. That is a template uh, for God's New Testament church. Uh, The same way the church was born uh, is the same way the church uh, should keep on living. Uh, Every time we come in this place, uh, it's the will of God uh, that his spirit fills all the house. It ought to fill the altars. It ought to fill the front pew. It ought to fill all the way to the back wall. It ought to fill the balcony. It ought to spill out into the parking lot until people open the car door and say, my God, what is that I'm feeling all the way in the parking lot? See, y'all in trouble. I'm losing weight. That means I got some extra energy. power fire wind filled all the house where they were sitting peered into them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon everybody the whole house caught on fire I said the whole house caught on fire we we love to to emphasize the spectacular entrance of God's power and presence amongst his people but we fail to recognize that verse number one has a revelation of precondition to the presence of God falling We, we, we fail to to remember that there is a a precondition to the moving of God that takes place in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 2. Can I can I preach this for a few moments tonight? Number 1 the Bible said and when the day of Pentecost was fully Come that tells me that there is a season of visitation, that there is a season ordained uh, by God. This miraculous moment of the church uh, was marked by Kronos. Uh, there was a, an appointed time. Uh, it was when the day, uh, tell your neighbor, the day. Uh, There was an appointed time marked by a specific day when that day was come, fully come. Oh, you got to understand that if you're going to be an apostolic church, you can't miss your season of visitation. Come on, can I preach this for a moment? Uh, If we're going to see the acts of God uh, the way that we want to see them, uh, then church, uh, we can't be found sleeping. Uh, We can't be found unprepared. Uh, We cannot be found uh, with our arms folded, uh, saying a little sleep uh, and a little slumber, uh, a little folding. No, when the day of Pentecost uh, was fully come, There's got to be a church that has an expectation of season. Can I just get to my point? Every time the doors open, there is a season of opportunity in this house. It's a set time that his body assembles and the spirit of the Lord begins to gather itself. That's why you can't have the same move of God in your living room at home that you can have in this I didn't say you couldn't have a move of God, but Brother Bennett, it's not the same as being in the house of God with God's people. My house shall be called a house of prayer. He wants it to happen in his house. Praise him in his sanctuary. I'm glad you worship God at home. I'm glad you lift your hands in the living room, but it will never replace you coming together. The appointed time. That's why we can't waste a single service. You hear me? I'm going to preach this until I drive that dysfunctional culture out of the back door. We don't have services where we show up and say, well, I'm just going to try to get through. I'm just going to throw. I'm too tired this round. I'm too dis. I got no, baby. Every time we come in this building, eternity is at hand. The window of heaven is open. God is extending an opportunity and a potential of the miraculous we're not waiting for impact international youth conference uh, to have a holy ghost take over we're not waiting for a particular preacher uh, to get behind this pulpit uh, we're anointed to have a move of God uh, every time uh, we come into this house When we have conference, all we're doing is inviting the rest of the world to come join us in what we do every service. Don't you dare sit there like a little princess doll on Tuesday night here, and then get up for impact youth conferencing. Is he looking? Baby, you better get your shout on right now uh, and worship the King of Glory uh, right now. You're entertaining uh, an audience of one. Uh, we're not doing this for the masses. Uh, we're not doing this for the crowd. Uh, but we came ready. It was a precondition. When the day is fully come. I'm going to move like I didn't move before. I'm going to move like I'm not going to move afterward. We've got to take advantage of the season. I'm not going to mess around and go home and say I missed my chance at church. I'm not going to be the man laying by the pool of Bethesda uh, saying I keep missing it over and over uh, because I got a bag full of excuses uh, why I'm not moving. I got a bag full of excuses uh, why I'm just when the day of Pentecost fully come. Another precondition of the text is that they were all in one place. (laughs) Geography. God said, I'm not gonna do it just anywhere. As a matter of fact, one of the last things Jesus told them was go tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Here's where I want you to go to this specific place. And I want you to get together. And I want you to go there. So I'm sorry, all you folks live streaming. I know you're enjoying yourself tonight and you're getting some measure of blessing. But it ain't the same thing as being in the place. I just need about 250 witnesses. If you're in the place, you ought to give God a shout of praise tonight. If you're in the place, you ought to praise him just because you're in the place tonight. You ought to praise him just because you're in the place tonight. Get to church. Why? Because the doors are open and God's anointed this time. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. He was saying there's a lot of people that have a bad habit of not placing an importance on being at church every time the doors are open because they don't have a revelation, they're carnal. They don't have a revelation. Of the blessing and the fullness of the day and the place they they don't have a revelation that there's a time and a place appointed by God it's part of the template of the New Testament church it's a precondition to that revival that fire of revival that sweeps over the land That fire of revival, Brother Leo, that 3,000 souls were added to the church on the first day. In our next building, we're building two baptismal tanks with room for a third and a fourth one. Why? Because we can't be here for three hours baptizing people. We're going to have so many more to baptize. We're going to have to do a two and three and four. precondition of the text there's a time there's a place and there's a third precondition of the text and I preached all of that just to get here tonight the third precondition of the text is that they were all with one accord you can be at the right place at the right time and be disjointed and miss a move of God. Oh, yeah. One of the preconditions of the Spirit moving is not only that it's the right time and the right place, but that they're all in one accord. You see, we are adept... At our theological prowess concerning the deity of Christ and the oneness of deity, but we need a fresh revelation of our theology concerning the oneness of the body. We are designed to work together. We are designed to work together. There's a greater move of God uh, when we're all responding uh, together. Come on, somebody help me out tonight. Uh, There's a greater potential uh, of the miraculous uh, when we're all praying uh, together. I came to curse a spirit that wants to discombobulate God's people so that they're in the right place at the right time, but they fail to be in one accord and tap the potential of every church service that God gives us. You want me to preach, Brother Desmond? It's time for a fresh revelation in this house. God is taking us to new levels. Lest you forget, we are in the year of crossover. Lest you forget, we are heading into new territory uh, and new dimensions of promise uh, and power. uh, and And for these new dimensions... I don't want to leave anything on the ground. I don't want to leave anything on the table that God has for us. And God is pushing this church to a fresh revelation of togetherness. All right, pause button on conference preaching. Boop. Now I'm just going to pastor for a moment. I'm just going to deal with something. When we're in the middle of church service, we have no business out in the lobby, having gab sessions. You can look straight ahead right now. I'm tired of seeing people gathered in the lobby, talking about every topic under the sun, uh, while the potential of the miraculous uh, and the supernatural is moving. Uh, in the, Come on, somebody. You ain't fooling nobody with your kid in your hand. You ain't fooling nobody bouncing your baby on your shoulder. Bring that baby in the sanctuary. You can bounce them while you walk back and forth. Why? Because we're better together. See, see when you're, when you're carnal, don't, don't shut me off right now, okay? I'll get back to conference preaching in a moment. You see, when we're carnal... We don't have the revelation of the impetus that we as an individual bring to a service. The famous conductor, Michael Acosta, one time was conducting the orchestra, a great symphonic orchestra, when all of a sudden there was a person in the back who played the piccolo. And if you know anything about the piccolo, it is probably the smallest instrument in the entire orchestra. It's about that long, about that big around. My hand would almost cover the thing. And it's very delicate in its sound. I was trying to do the Irish spring thing, but I'd have messed that up. And the piccolo player decided, you know what? This is such a big, loud song. I don't even know why I'm playing anyway. I'm just going to stop playing because nobody can really hear me anyway. And so the piccolo player put his instrument down. But to the trained ear of Michael Acosta, it did not miss the void. Because the parts of the song were written with every piece of that orchestra in mind. And right in the middle of the song, Michael Acosta stopped the entire song and said, Where is the piccolo player? I wonder how many times in the middle of a service, uh, God wants to stop everything uh, and say, Where is brother so-and-so right now? Where is sister so-and-so right now? I've got a word for them right now, and they're out there messing around. They're out there talking to somebody. Come on, we should have some spirit. We got to have some spiritual maturity around here to understand that you make a difference. For the good or the bad. You either make a difference contributing or you make a difference distracting. Yeah. If you really gotta use the restroom that bad, if if I went to the restroom as much as some of y'all, I'd be stopping every 10 minutes. Hold on, y'all. I'll finish preaching in a moment. Bathroom break. Use the restroom before church starts. I'm not being mean. I just think some of us never had anybody teach us any better. You've got to get a revelation of the supernatural. When we kick off a church service, all of heaven is with us. I said, All of heaven. See, you don't understand that. Uh, The angels of heaven uh, are working beside us. Uh, The anointing of God is working with us. Uh, And God needs us to be uh, in the right place uh, at the right time uh, and working uh, together. This past week there was a, a visitor, a guest. Who legitimately had a little child who was fussy and making noise, and they went out to the lobby, and they were still—they were upset that they were missing service. They didn't want to be out there, and they were out there trying to listen to the screen. But the discussion was so loud from the other saints of God in the lobby that they couldn't hear the screen and hear church. I'm just using one example but we got to get better at this thing. God needs you in here. Come on, somebody. I said the Holy Ghost needs you in here, and the Holy Ghost needs you engaged. Not just sitting on a pew. uh, Not just sitting there falling asleep. uh, Not dead weight in the service. uh, The Holy Ghost, uh, every person in the symphony uh, has a part uh, that was written for you. How would you like it if you woke up tomorrow and your middle toe just said, I'm taking a break today? I'm too tired. And the whole body's trying to operate. How would you like it if your right hand just said, huh, It's been a rough day. I'm just going to sit here. I'm, I'm going to take this one out, okay? All right, Brother Renee, I'm, I'm going to sit this one out today, yo. Just be glad I'm still attached. You become ineffective. You can't perform to your greatest potential. And this church is no different. Uh, And for where God is taking us, uh, God is calling us uh, to togetherness. Uh, We got to get a fresh focus, uh, a fresh revelation, uh, a fresh understanding. Some of us chit-chat and have a great time. And as soon as it's time for pre-service prayer, we find a list of 10 things we got to do. So we got five men pacing the floor, praying, out of almost 400 people here on Sunday. And then I got about 50 people still trying to pray like Catholics in the pew with their head buried, not making a sound. Zero energy. That's not biblical according to James. That's not the kind of prayer that availeth much. I'm in the book. You get mad at me all you want to. Uh, This is challenging your carnal nature. I wonder what would happen if we showed up here Sunday morning and everybody got the revelation. Uh, Let's pray together. Uh, Come on, we're not here all night long. Uh, Let's focus for about 20 minutes uh, and let's usher in uh, the prayer. I wonder what would happen uh, if we'd get up out of our pew uh, and start calling on the name of the Lord uh, and start exerting uh, and releasing energy. Uh, I wonder what kind of suddenly could happen. I wonder what kind of suddenly could break forth. I'm not satisfied with the kind of church we have. I'm grateful. It's cool. It's awesome. It's good. But bless God, there's another gear. There's another level. There's another dimension that requires a church to get the revelation of together. Together. Precondition together. They were in one place. Day of Pentecost fully come. And they were all in one accord. Tell your neighbor, one accord. Tell your other neighbor, one accord. That word accord is the Greek word homo it appears 12 times in the New Testament. And out of the 12 times it appears, 10 of those are in the book of Acts. The definition of togetherness marks the New Testament book of Acts church. There's a theme of being in one accord. Strong's says it like this. homothumadone helps us to understand one of the most critical elements Of the New Testament church. Homophumidone is a compound of two words. Meaning to rush along. It means that we're going somewhere in a hurry. There's a sense of urgency to get to our destination. And it is the second word which means we do it in unison. That's what it's like to be homophumidone. It means that we come together with a sense of urgency because we recognize the season. Seasons have an expiration date. Thus, the sense of urgency god's doing something and we got to be ready for it we can't be late to it we can't be unprepared for it we're hurrying along and we're doing it together come on that's one accord let's go it's church time let's pray let's worship let's pray people through let's come on let's magnify the lord together that is Homa human in one accord This is one of the preconditions of Acts chapter 1's suddenly. We want the suddenly. Then we have to meet the preconditions of the text. The word together is a word that comes from two words. The the preposition to and then a word that's Western Germanic that means together. To, gather, to Gather together. It means to take that which has been dispersed and bring it together. It means to take all these people that have been out all week doing their own thing and bring them. It means to take our mind that's been over here and over there and all that and bring it together. To bring it together means that you create a concentric force. There's something that happens in that togetherness. The antithesis of togetherness is division. First Corinthians chapter two verse eleven says, "Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices." How many of you understand? I don't have time to preach all of this tonight. That one of the main characteristics of cancer is that it is a disease of division. That's how cancer works. It divides and it's not satisfied with division, but it grows and multiplies its divisiveness. You see, when when there are people that divide themselves from the body... And it can happen under one roof. It never stays with one person. It, it's a, it has a characteristic of spreading to other people. That's why when somebody has a problem with the body, rarely can they keep it to themselves and pray it through. They find somebody else they can talk to them about it with. Now would be a good time to get your baby and get distracted right now, making a bottle or changing a diaper or doing something. Division. Bible says these six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. The last one is he that soweth. We're talking about accord. To come together. God said, I hate when I'm calling people to be together and somebody is working to spread them apart. together together see and the insidious part about sowing division is that it's using agricultural terms to sow means to plant it more specifically it means to plant a seed and a watermelon doesn't look like a watermelon when it's sown it's tiny and it's brown and it seems like not much But when it's sown, it doesn't stay that way. And it grows and it grows. That's what division does. When you sow division, it seems, well, I was just telling them. It's always minimalized. I was just saying, I didn't really mean that. You're trying to explain the seed format of division. But when division grows up, the book of Matthew says that there comes a time when when other things were let into the field and they riseth up and choke out the plant so that it is unfruitful. Sowing division. God's trying to get us to the next level. Some of us need to get enough Holy Ghost to quit being sowers of division in the church. If you have an issue with somebody, the biblical method of resolution is not, tell your neighbor, not to go talk to somebody else about it. I can't get no, I'm trying to help somebody. You've been baptized, you got the Holy Ghost, you're living for God, it's time to mature spiritually. Spiritually. It's time to grow up from being a baby Christian uh, and being a mature Christian that knows better and does better. When you start going to other people in the name of venting, I hate that word. There's only one biblical process for venting. That's to get on your knees and vent straight up. Every vent I've ever seen on a house or a building is vertical. Not horizontal. I need somebody to vent to. You're absolutely right. Jesus said, cast all your cares upon not your brother, not your sister. When you start taking your frustrations and sit at dinner tables and discuss them with other people, you're sowing division. You're spreading your frustration and your contention amongst other people. I'm preaching better than y'all are shouting right now. I mean, 15 minutes ago, y'all was huckabucking, doing the electric slide, uh, the two-step, the running man. Roger Rabbit, I mean, y'all was getting down. You're sowing division. We don't break off in little groups and talk about other people. That's immature. I expect that from a new convert that doesn't know better. But if you've had the Holy Ghost a little while, there ought to have been a work of the Spirit that has already worked on your heart. Quit spreading division. That's cancerous in the body. And God hates it. And it cancels the potential. Of what God wants to do. Not only corporately, but individually in your life. You can't be fruitful while you have cancer in your, in your spirit. That's why you can't let the sun go down on your wrath. You got an issue with somebody, the Bible says to go to them. And not like this. You need to get a spirit of meekness we don't sit around and 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 share with each other well you know sister so-and-so I just don't agree and I just don't like and I y'all listening to me come on don't get distracted be mature be mature right now come on I'm not looking at anybody in particular but be mature don't get distracted right now listen you've been in church long enough to listen we don't sit around and, well, well, I, I just, my, my little Johnny ain't going to be a part of that no more because I'm going to tell you what they did. I'm going to tell you what they said. I'm gonna, you're spreading division in the church. If you have an issue with brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, or something that happened, the Bible said to go to them and work it out. That's biblical. That's That's real character. You don't spread that to everybody else and try to triangulate power against people and create divisions and cliques and tribes. We don't do that. This is one body. And we're working together. Woo, this is good preaching. All right, I' better throw a scripture in there for some of y'all that are hyperventilating. First Corinthians chapter one. Verse 10 says, now I beseech you, brethren. You know what that word beseech means? I beg you. Paul said, I beg you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 10. Paul said, now I beseech you, brethren. Sound check. One, two, three. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 10, Paul said, I beg you, brethren, in the name of Jesus, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no uh, divisions uh, among you, that ye be perfectly uh, joined Together. In the same mind and in the same judgment. When the Holy Ghost is at work in your life, you're constantly trying to reconcile. That's what a healthy body does. Anything going on inside it reconciles. Heals itself. Reconciles. Brother Renee, it's natural for us to get sick. We're, we're, we're humans. We have frailties. But we were also created to be able to heal. Our body has a function that overcomes and conquers. If division of the cells ever turns loose in the body, it's called cancer that has metastasized. It starts to spread and it will kill you. It's the opposite. I don't know what's beeping right now, but your chicken's done, somebody. (laughs) Go get your chicken. It's done. Don't wait. How do I do do that? Matthew chapter 5, verse number 9. I'm trying to hurry up. promise. says, blessed are the peacemakers. Number one, you got to want peace. That's the Holy Ghost inside of you doing the work. I want peace. I don't want to be at war. I don't want to be at odds with anybody. I don't have any enemies. i got one. His name is Satan. That's it. Nobody else. Brother Ed, there's not a single person on the planet I can't sit down with and talk to. You're on my enemy, you're playing the game by yourself. My circle's bigger than yours, and I got you included in it. Somebody cut you out of their circle, draw a bigger one and put them in it. They can't do nothing about it. I love you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Get mad all you want to. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Why I love you like I do. Blessed are the peace. You got to want peace. Number two is you got to make peace. If you're going to have peace, you've got to make peace. Don't be content living for days and weeks and months at odds with people. That's not God's way. That's not the way of the Holy Ghost. That's called stubbornness. That's what that's called. When people don't want to get things right with other people, it's called stubbornness. And the Bible says stubbornness is as idolatry. You've exalted your will above the will of God. I ain't going to make it right. I don't want to make it right. I'm not going to say I'm sorry. I don't want to. stubbornness is as idolatry and rebellion as the sin of witchcraft you've got to make peace you immediately ought to be figuring out okay how do I get this right how do we get this right and it don't matter if they're if they've got a complete revelation they might be wrong it don't matter Three words that are going to change your life. You ready? Tell your neighbor. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Well, they hurt me. So what? Let it go. You're going to die because somebody hurt you? You're going to get bitter and backslide? You're going to bust hell wide open with bitterness and hatred in your heart because somebody hurt you? I got one better for you. Let me start stacking the people you've hurt. I bet you do let it go now. Let me start rehearsing all the hurtful things you've done and said to people. I bet you let it go now. Be a peacemaker. God forbid you your life ends tomorrow and you've got bitterness in your heart. That's a sorry thing to go to hell over. Yeah. Unforgiveness. I'm preaching about together. I'm I'm preaching about a precondition of revival. They were in one accord. It meant they were all harmonizing. Strong's described it as an image that was almost musical, like playing a chord with multiple notes that harmonized together. I don't have time for all of it, but you know that a chord is made up of at least three notes. You've got major chords and minor chords and major triads and different, you know, types of scales and all of those things. But they harmonize. They're, they're set at particular intervals where their relationship together produces a pleasurable sound. Discord means that you get out of place. And instead of you being where God needs you to be, you're stuck on being over here. And so instead of harmonizing with everybody, you're making your own noise. And it's creating discord. But we want to be in one accord. Together. Bands, y'all come. Give me some together music. Give me some music that produces power. I want power chords. Because that's what happens when you come together in one accord. You get a suddenly said when you're at the right place uh, at the right time uh, and you come together in one accord you get a suddenly from God and the wind begins to blow uh, and the fire begins to fall and things begin to happen in the kingdom of God. I wish I had a church in the building right now. Ecclesiastes 4 and 9 says two are better than one because they have a good return for their work and if one falls down his friend can help him up but pity the man who falls mr t must have wrote that one i pity the fool who falls I'm sorry, for all of you watching on live stream, I'm sorry, this is a first generation church. Some of y'all might not get that. Pity, see now I keep on saying, pity the fool who falls. Pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm Uh, alone? The one may be overpowered two can defend themselves and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken together is better we're better together I need you tell your neighbor I need you now tell the other five neighbors around you I need you I need you I need you I need you God doesn't make mistakes God doesn't call people into his kingdom on accident Uh, I need you and here's what Leviticus chapter 26 verse number 8 says it says and five of you shall chase and hundred. That's a ratio of 20 to 1. Five of you shall chase an hundred. And a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. That's a ratio of 100 to 1. Doing it by yourself, it's 20 to 1. But when you get together it's a hundred to one you've got increased potential by a factor of five just by doing it with somebody else i'm all by myself i don't need nobody else that's weak You're in a place of vulnerability. Uh, Real strength comes uh, when you get a revelation uh, of together uh, and the body of Christ. My God, I can Hell is in trouble uh, because the Rock Church uh, has made up its mind. Uh, We're together. And if you thought I could do damage uh, by myself, uh, You just see what happens uh, when I get together with God's people. So if you do the math at a ratio of 20 to 1, 100 people by themselves could only set to flight 2,000. But that same 100 people, when they come together, can set to flight 10,000. There is an exponential result of power when we come together. I'm going to preach this last point. We're going to go home. Have you ever looked up in the sky and seen a formation of birds flying? flying in a V-shape, anybody? I got six people that have been outside and looked up in the sky and seen birds. The rest of us need a healing tonight for our, our here. Do you know what's happened? When you see that happen, you are witnessing animals that have a revelation of together. They're not flying in a v. Because they're trying to get a job with a skywriting company. But they're flying in formation because there is something that happens when when that first bird is flapping his wings. And he's breaking through the resistance of the wind. He creates a level of, of turbulence that is broken. And when that second bird lines up, he magnifies That break in the wind and that resistance is less and the farther you go back in the formation the ability to fly becomes easier and easier and they rotate positions in that formation and scientists have concluded that birds who fly in formation utilize 70% less energy flying than when they fly by themselves translation you are more efficient in the Holy Ghost when you learn how to work together in other words you can fly higher and you can fly further when you learn how to fly together God designed us to fly together come on somebody God designed us to fly together and for this new season that God is taking us to, we got to get a fresh revelation of together. We're doing this together. I'm not letting my brother or sister carry the weight of the services. Can I, can I talk about something else for a few moments? Is this all right tonight? I'm not, we already shouted. We don't have to shout for the altar call. We're good. If you want a shot, you can. But our ability to work together determines the level at which we experience God's potential. Okay? God has an ideal for this church. And to the degree that we can develop a culture of togetherness will determine how close to that potential we can operate. I want to talk to you about something else for just a moment. I want to talk to you about finances. Because it is not the will of God for there to be a church of 500 carried by 200 people that give. You know what happens when you get a church of 500 and you only have 150, 200 people that give faithfully. And everybody else thinks you're tipping like you're tipping waiters. So they come and throw a few bucks every once in a while to make themselves feel good. And in their mind they feel justified when they're not giving their tithe and offering to God. Oh, I'm sorry. If that offended you, you need to come to the altar and repent and become faithful in giving. I'm going to tell you what happens. What happens? is a church becomes larger than it can support itself. And the vision stands still. You can't have bigger without resources. You can't have better without resources. Don't complain about broken air conditionings when you're not faithful in your giving. Don't complain about your feet hurting because of concrete floors when you're not faithful in your tithe and offering. Don't complain about leaky roofs. Don't complain that we need more buses. Why don't we have more buses when you ain't being faithful in your tithe and offering? You can only go as far. Every vision has to have pro-vision. The vision will only go as far as the provision will carry it. I hope y'all didn't come to get your ears scratched tonight. There's great vision for this church. But before we can attain that next level, God needs some people to step to the plate and get some maturity and understand you have a responsibility in the kingdom of God in your giving. 500 worth people using toilet paper while 150 people are trying to pay for the toilet paper for 500 people using it. I'll shout at my own preaching tonight, baby. I said I'll shout on my own preaching tonight. I got a question for you. How great of a church do you want to go to? How great of a church do you want to go to? Then it's time to get some hand and eye coordination with your giving. Your vision's got to match your giving. Your giving's got to match your vision. Some of us are in formation and we're not flapping our wings. So you're creating drag on the momentum. 'cause I got to have a place to sit everybody. But not everybody's helping pay for the seats. Oh lord, see, y'all was shouting really good a little while ago till we brought it all the way home. It's not the will of God for you to keep coming to this church and not support it. You don't go to Publix and fill up your grocery cart and walk out without paying. Why do you keep coming and taking from a church that you're not supporting? I'm going to face this way for a minute. Enjoying the lights, the air conditioning, all the awesome music. Hey, y'all, this stuff ain't free. It costs thousands of dollars just to keep the lights on. See, you're stuck in your little frame of mind paying your little $200 a month electricity bill at home. And I'm not belittling that. I got to pay one too. Lord, I hate writing that check every month. But for this, it's thousands just for the lights, just the water bill. What's the what's the water bill cost around here, First Lady? Tell me. Six hundred dollars a month just for this building. Add the other buildings, it's it gets into the thousands. And we do have other buildings we're responsible for. The reason she can't answer that right away is it's on another bill with the other buildings that we don't have, so we have to do the math every month. Thousands. Our cleaning supply bill every month. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Sound system. Thousands and thousands, and thousands of dollars. Y'all enjoy having revival with anointed evangelists. Do you? Let me ask you a better question. Do you believe in the fivefold ministry and the work of an evangelist? They gotta eat got to take care of their family it costs thousands and thousands of dollars to do that and when only 150 people are supporting the church you can only go so far and then you get top heavy because there's way more people coming to church than are than are supporting the church and it puts a financial strain on everything i'm talking about together If we want that new building that'll facilitate a 2000 soul revival, God needs us to grow up and quit being consumers and start being investors and faithful in the kingdom of God. I might need to preach this again on Sunday morning. So don't complain about none of that stuff. Start giving. Start giving. It costs money to do those things. Go to the bank and try to explain your attendance like this and your giving units here. Hmm? See, y'all are... Some of us have been... Come on, some of us have been living for God way too long to be struggling over what I'm talking about right now. And if you're sitting there saying all they care about is money, you are missing it, baby. That means you you don't come to church enough to even know if you're making those kind of comments. This church is headed somewhere. God's called us to change the world. But we've got to work together to get it done. Come on. Come on, Piccolo player. You I'm going to stop right here. Don't don't get distracted. Y'all listen. You think just because you don't give your tithing and this church keeps moving on that it doesn't make a difference? Quit believing that lie. Other people are sacrificing at your expense. Quit being the piccolo player. And when you get two, three hundred people with that mentality, what do you think happens? Ain't nobody wanna look me in the eye right now. Nobody wanna look me in the eye right now. We gotta work together, we gotta give together, we gotta be faithful to God together. Come on. Today is a good day to start being faithful in your giving. Today's a, why do you think God said you're robbing me? Malachi chapter 3, why, why did he tell them to bring the tithe and offering into the storehouse? Why? So that there would be meat in mine house. So that there would be something in the bank account to carry out the vision of God. It's real easy math, y'all. Have you ever hosted a dinner at your house? If you have 10 people coming to eat, and you only have food for five. It's not sustainable. God's calling this church to fiscal responsibility in our giving. It's time for us to match our walk with our vision for where God's taken us. I'm telling this church right now, if we would get together on this and everybody would start giving faithfully like they're supposed to, it would blow your mind what God would start to do. You see, we want the suddenly before the preconditions. Give me the suddenly, then I'll give you the precondition. Lord, pour out the blessing from heaven and then I'll start giving. That's not what unlocks the door. Woo, it's quiet up in here. If you're going to wait to give until you got plenty of money to give, you're going to be dead and in your grave when you get done waiting because that ain't going to happen. That's not how the law of reciprocity works. The Bible says, give and it shall be given. Not it shall be given so that you can give. Give give and it shall be given back to you press down am i in the book Shaking together and running over for for with what measure ye meet out god will meet you back let's stand all over this house it's time to move together why are you preaching like this bishop because we're in the middle of the crossover I said, we're in the middle of the river crossing over. We're about to put our feet over into the promised land. Uh, and I need every person in this church uh, walking together in one accord. Come on. I need every person in this church uh, praying together, uh, fasting together, uh, worshiping together, uh, giving together, uh, teaching Bible studies together. No devil in hell hold me down. Come on. I've got to go high. Come on, lift your hands tonight. No lift your hands tonight. I got to go higher. Lift your hands tonight. lift your hands tonight. Come on, lift your hands tonight. Lift your hands tonight. Say